Hi, and thank you for tuning in to the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. This show is for you if you're looking to promote your pet business online in a way that feels good, feels right, and even, dare I say it, feels fun. And it can be something that you actually enjoy. I'm Rachel Spencer, and I help people working with animals in various capacities, from product makers to service providers, let go of the things they feel they should be doing and focus on the things they want to do. This way, they feel comfortable talking about the work they do and how they make an impact. And on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing lessons I've learned from having my own pet business. So I'm really excited to share this with you. And a couple of months ago, I was very fortunate enough to be able to have in my hand the keys to a dog-friendly holiday cottage. So this is something that I've really wanted to do for a long, long time. Um, I was fortunate enough um, in that I bought a house when I was really young, before houses were expensive, and um, made a decent amount of money on my first house, which meant I was able to buy my second house. And then I moved away to Newcastle when Tommy and I got together, well, actually about five years after, but anyway. um, And I rented out my old house um, and the mortgage was pretty much paid off. Um, And last year or maybe a little bit earlier, actually, I made the decision that I was going to sell my house and look to buy a holiday cottage. So we bought a holiday cottage in a place called Robin Hood's Bay, which is a place I absolutely love. I am obsessed with going there. We went there when I had Daisy, my late dog, and um, obviously we've been there loads with Patch. And we started going like once a year, and then it was twice a year, then it was three times a year. And then we were going back there, definitely, especially after lockdown, like five or six times a year. So I decided it was probably a good idea for me to um, change what I had with the property and to go and buy a holiday cottage. So I'm very, very fortunate and I do feel very um, thankful to be in this position. Um, So, and I hope it doesn't seem insensitive for me to share this with you, but I've worked very, very, very hard to be in this position um, and I'm very, very thankful of it. What I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to share what I've learned. Um, Sunnyside Cottage has been available to book from the beginning of June and I want to share with you what I've learned when it's come when it comes to promoting Sunnyside and doing things my way. Um, in this episode, I'm going to talk about press coverage. I'm going to talk about working with bloggers and influencers. I'm going to talk about content marketing. I'm going to talk about social media, about relationship building, lots of different things, and the lessons that I've learned from having this pet-related business. Beforehand, I never had a pet business. I did this podcast. I would share with you what I learned while working with clients, what I knew about how to get press coverage and how to raise your profile. I never had a business of my own, so now I do, and I'm very excited about it. So I'm going to share with you what's been happening, and I hope you're going to take away lots of helpful tips and advice to go and do things that make you feel comfortable talking about the work you do in your business and help you get noticed as well. So let's start with a very exciting thing that happened at the weekend. So I'm recording this on the 21st of July. It's probably going out in the beginning of August. So uh, last weekend, we had an article in the Guardian newspaper and it the headline was off the leash 20 dog friendly stays in the UK we picked the best places that welcome canine companions and Sunnyside Cottage was right at the top of the top 20 which is pretty blinking amazing so I'm going to touch about how that came about and also the impact it had as well so Really brilliant to be in The Guardian, really prestigious publication. It went in the newspaper and it went online as well. So as a result of that, 
um, we had five bookings in the course of the weekend. We had one booking straight away at like 10 o'clock in the morning. As soon as I knew that it had gone online, I looked at my phone and I had a booking that had come through straight away. Obviously, I was very pleased that it had gone in the paper and online and yeah. I was very, very goody that Saturday morning. Um, the booking site that we use, we work with a company called Baytown Holiday Cottages over in Robin Hood's Bay. Sam and Sean are the couple who run it. They saw a really significant spike in traffic, not only to my cottage, which, which had a direct link in the article online, but also to the other cottages that they manage as well. So they saw a spike in traffic in their website and they also saw a spike in bookings and phone inquiries, which was really brilliant as a result of this article. Um, next, I'm going to tell you about my social media growth. Now, wait for this. <laughs> I always, when I work with clients, I always say, oh, you know, it'd be really interesting to see how your social media follower grow following grows. Uh, we had the grand sum of 10 extra followers on Instagram and three extra followers on Facebook. However, it's not all about social media. The bookings were the important part. And I have actually noticed in the days that followed that our social media following is growing and we are getting more eyes on what we're doing because the article's online, so it continues to work. Although it was in the paper at the weekend, the online um is still sending traffic to the website and then people are looking at the cottage online and then they're finding us via social media. The link was going to the actual cottage booking page for our cottage, not anything to do with social media, but people are obviously coming and having a little nosy and we have seen some growth. Um, on social media. Now, why is it so great to be in The Guardian? Well, there are many reasons. It's a brilliant, you know, it's a huge publication read by millions of people in the UK and all over the world because of the online element. So I'm absolutely blown away to be in there and feel very, very fortunate. Um, the other thing that's really important is the backlink stays there forever or as long as the article is online. And the backlink is going to my individual cottage page as well, which means people are going direct to my cottage if they want to go and book. And also, you know, if people do go and find my cottage, but they've got a party of like eight or they haven't, you know, it doesn't fit their requirements, then they can go and look at the other cottages as well, which is really brilliant for, you know, for the village, which I'm really chuffed about. So the backlink is staying there, staying there as long as the article's there and, um, you know, and it's driving people to go and have a look at the cottage and book, which is wonderful. I feel very, very fortunate. Um, what I want to share with you um, now is just to give you some information about how long, um, how long a social media post lasts compared to on different platforms compared to, um, you know, this backlink that we've had for Sunnyside. Okay, so I found a report and I'll link to it in the show notes, but it tells me about the lifespan of posts on social media. So first up, there's loads of different platforms on there, but I'm just going to go through like the main ones that, that I use and the main ones that you probably use as well. On Twitter, the average uh, lifespan of a post on Twitter is 24 minutes. On Facebook, the average lifespan is one and three quarter hours or 105 minutes. On Instagram, the average lifespan is 1,200 minutes, which is 20 hours. On LinkedIn, the average lifespan is 1,440 minutes, which is 24 hours. And meanwhile, this article on the Guardian website, you know, that's just going to be serving me and serving the Holiday Cottage Company for as long as the article is online. So I wanted to share that with you because social media posts do come and go, but this is uh, working for us for a very, very long time. So next up, I'm going to talk about how it came about. Well, first of all, 
we work with Sam and John, who are a wonderful couple who run um, Baytown Holiday Cottages, and they also work with a PR lady called Amanda Brown from the North, who looks after the North Yorkshire Moors. Um, when we got Sunnyside, we had Sam and John. They came to see us. We know them anyway because we booked with them for many years. And they came to see us, and we'd explain that we wanted to make it really dog friendly, and all the, you know, we wanted to for it to be all about the dogs and I remember them coming to the house and I was saying so I'm thinking of doing this would that be okay and I'm thinking of doing that would that be okay and I've got this I was going to put this here would that be okay and they were like yeah this is okay you know we we're, we're behind you we want to support you because I wanted to make it really really dog friendly so just to give you a bit of an insight into what I mean by really really dog friendly inside of the cottage we have got a toy box with balls toys tub toys that kind of thing in there um we have got a lead station, which is a gorgeous thing on the wall where you can hang your leads, uh, put your collars up there. You can hang your, hang your dog walking bag. There's a little ledge where you can put things. We've got a raised feeding station, um, which has got like two bowls in, food and water, um, which is really beautiful. The toy box lead station and the raised feeder were all made by Sarah from Albie's Boutique. And I will link to her website in the show notes, but they're beautiful and the personalised as well. We also have dog robes. Now, I met Margaret from Dog Robes at Crufts um, earlier on this year. Drew from the big dog bed company introduced me to her and we had a brilliant chat. I told her about what I wanted to do with Sunnyside and she was great. They basically have a package where you can get, um, I think you get eight dog robes and she can embroider them with the name of your holiday cottage on. So because we have different size dogs staying with mostly small small dogs basically so we have like a mini we've got a toy and then we've got a few we've got a couple of um extra smalls and a small because quite big sizes and then we've got um, i think we've got a couple of mediums um so we've got lots of different dog lots of different size dog robes that are all personalized with sunnyside cottage embroidered on them and that means that the dogs can put them on when they come back from the beach or if they're a bit muddy and it keeps the house nice and clean we also have a treat jar which is always full of biscuits we have um two waterproof dog beds they are by a company called barker parker um, and they make these brilliant waterproof dog beds um, they are quite an investment but the, because they're waterproof and they've got um, waterproof covers on it does mean that you don't have that wet dog smell that you might have with other types of dog bed um, so that was the reason why we got those um, the dogs are allowed upstairs and on the sofas as long as they're clean and dry um, we want it to be a home from home for them we also have like a borrow box, which is like a big picnic camper full of things like dog walking bags. We've got a couple of barking bags in there. Um, we have got, um, I've got a, my anxious dog harness and lead in there. We've got portable bowls. We've got portable portable water bottles. So you can take a water bottle out on your walk. Um, we've got loads of other bits and bobs in there. And basically that is, um, whenever I go away with the dog, I always forget things. And I thought, okay, what do I usually forget? So I've put all the things that I usually forget into the borrow box. So that's handy for people as well. The other thing that we have for the dogs is they have a welcome pack when they arrive. I won't spoil it for you in case you're going to go and stay, but they've got some really lovely goodies in there as well. Um, so when Sam and John told Amanda, the PR girl for the North Yorkshire Moors, um, they were having a conversation about what new things were happening in Robin Hood's Bay. They said, oh, we've got this really dog-friendly holiday cottage. This is, you know... It's owned by Rachel. She's a crazy dog lady. And these are all the different things she does. So, you know, the dogs feel really welcome and it's something really different. So Amanda was aware of what we were doing. And then when Lottie, the journalist for The Guardian, got in touch with um, the PR lady um, and asked about really dog friendly cottages in the area, we were front of mind. 
So that was really wonderful um, that we had that support and that opportunity and how that came about. The other thing that was really important, and I can't stress this enough, is that we had brilliant photography. So before the cottage opened for bookings, I am very good friends with Kerry Jordan from Fur and Fables. We've been friends for a good few years now. Um, We've been on dog-friendly holidays together with our dogs. Uh, We've stayed in seemingly dog-friendly holiday cottages where there's been rules about where they can go and where they can't go. And I remember having conversations with Kerry about how, like, why is it that when you look at dog-friendly cottages, you never see any dogs in the photos? So I said, when I have my cottage, I want there to be photos of the dogs enjoying it because that's what you need to see, isn't it? When you're booking a dog-friendly holiday cottage, you want to be able to picture your dog there having a lovely time. So Kerry came along just after I'd finished doing a little bit bits of decorating we still hadn't finished to be honest but I wanted to get the photos done and we had Patch and we had her two gorgeous whippets Bertie and Shadow who are so well behaved and brilliant brilliant models Um, and she photographed the cottage and she photographed the dogs enjoying the cottage so the dogs eating out of the bowls sniffing in the borrow box relaxing on the sofa looking out of the window on the beds basically you know in their beds in the bedroom showing how dog friendly we were showing that the dogs weren't you know banished to a stone floor in the in the kitchen you know showing that the dogs go everywhere so those photos were obviously an investment but they made a massive massive difference because sorry just rustling my notes here i hope you don't mind because what it meant was was when i sent over the photos um to sam and sean And they were then sent off to the PR, who then sends them into the Guardian picture desk. We have got this amazing photo of Bertie. And Bertie is lying on the bed. And Shadow is in his bed on the bedroom floor. And, you know, they look like they're loading it up. They look gorgeous. It's a beautiful image. It's really well lit. And that, because it was such a good image, was chosen to be the lead picture in the article when it went in print. And it also meant that Sunnyside Cottage was at the top of the 20 best dog-friendly places to stay online, which just is amazing. And, you know, it probably isn't the best dog-friendly place. It's tiny, you know. It's not dead expensive or really fancy. It's actually really, really affordable. Um, But the pictures made the difference. So really, really thankful for that. And as I explained there, the photos told the story. We're saying this cottage is really dog-friendly. We're saying the dogs rule. We're saying that they luxuriate everywhere. They're allowed on the beds. That Im- you, you need to have the image to tell that story. So when you're thinking about your brand, you, you know, what you do, and you're thinking about photography, have images that, that, that tell the story as well. Now, I know if I'd not invested in that photo shoot, if it had just been my rubbish iPhone camera that I'd photo that had taken we wouldn't have been picked we would not have been we would not have had the show that we had we would not have had that brilliant spotlight so massive thanks to Kerry for what she did there um and you know she's just a brilliant photographer and I will share her details in the show notes she was on the podcast uh, last week so other things that we've been doing um other things that might help you when it comes to um yeah putting your business out there these are things I'm learning like I say I've only had um, this cottage has only been available for bookings for the past like not even two months yet so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be sharing what I've learned I'll probably do some more episodes on this if I've got something helpful I feel um, will benefit you 
So other things that I did, I really wanted to differentiate myself from the other cottages. There are loads of dog-friendly cottages, but none of, you know, I feel like what I've done is I've gone the extra mile and it's been really, really well received um, because we've st- I've stayed in loads of dog-friendly properties over the years. I've had lots of them with rules, lots of them who, um, you know, who do do things for the dogs, but I just really, like, it took us ages for the sale to go through. So in that time, like, I mean, the amount of money I've spent is just ridiculous. But anyway, um, in that time, I was just constantly thinking, okay, what can we do to make this brilliant? So when um, I'm on Sarah from Albie's Boutique's email list, and when she sent the email out about the toy box and about, you know, all the other stuff, I mean, I'd had my eye on her lead station and the bowls for ages. So I knew I wanted those in the cottage. And actually, like, when we got in there, it's, you know, it was like, okay, where can where can these go? How's it all going to fit in? So I had a good idea about what I wanted. The dressing gown thing, I knew that I wanted those anyway, but because I went and chatted to Margaret, thanks to Drew introducing us at Crofts, that meant that they were even, you know, if I'd just put an order in on the website, I'd never, might not have known about the personalisation. So I had those conversations and that made it really great. I actually bought the waterproof dog bed at Crofts, not last year, the year before, so in 2022. So that's been sitting in our garage, waiting for me to get this holiday cottage. And the bedding that, that's in there like I actually bought the stripy bedding that's in the guardian I bought that like five years ago because I was wanting to have not like in a the secret visualization way but I I knew that I really wanted to do this thing so I've been squirreling stuff away for ages but like I say I wanted to differentiate I wanted to make it all about the dogs and I'll be honest people told me I was wrong people told me I would put people off people told me I was silly people told me it was too much it was too full-on including Tommy um he was like all this stuff was coming through the door and he's like oh my gosh what are you doing but actually now he's in there and now he's seen how it's working and you know now he's very helpfully put things on the wall and help me decorate and do all that kind of stuff he's like actually yeah you 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 did do the right thing here obviously of course I did the right thing um the other thing um I want to share with you um it's about what it's been like on social media um really interesting because as you know I'm not a social media expert um I help people with content creation and confidence building and raising the profiles through publicity, but I certainly would never profess or want to be a social media expert because, Christ, crikey, how often do the platforms change? It must just be so stressful for anybody who is. Um, but what I did with social media was I had a really um, a really different way of approaching it. I just thought, I'm just going to I'm just going to do things the way that I want to do them. I really relaxed about it. Um, and I just thought, you know, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to t- try new things. I'm going to test new things. And I'm just going to think about, like, I mean, I am my ideal client. So I think about the kind of things that I would want to see and that would compel me to think, actually, I really want to go to that place. So I've only done two platforms. I've picked Facebook and Instagram. I have been told that it should be on TikTok, but I'll be honest, I've got two businesses now and there's no way I can even begin to try and think about getting my head around another platform. So I'm not going on TikTok. Um, not definitely not not now maybe I don't know in future but not not for now and then what I've done is I've basically posted what came into my head so I love Robin Hood's Bay really passionate about the area really love showing it off really love explaining how great it is and helping other people fall in love with it so I've done some reels showing people around I've done some reels showing people in the cottage I've done lots of things where I'm sharing the journey um so I'm talking about you know how we've got some new throws or we've got a new cushion or we've got a new dog lead like last week I got a new lead from Rachel at Trails and Paws and it's a like a gorgeous pastel blue long line so I did a reel on that um I've talked about things that 
um, are timely and relevant. So there was a news report into the best places to eat fish and chips by the sea. And I think Robin Hood's Bay was second, it's definitely in the top three. So I did a, I think it was a reel, possibly a photo post on that. Um, and I went, obviously, in the name of research to Robin Hood's Bay and got myself some very good fish and chips and took some photos and some video of it. So something that's timely, that's in the news, the kind of stuff that I encourage my clients to do. Um, I had conversations. Um, I thought about the other businesses in the area who I, you know, I've been going and enjoying the restaurants and going in the shops and that kind of thing. And I kind of involved them in the content. Um, I built relationships. So obviously, um, we've got I've got relationships with the other businesses in the area. Um but I also built relationships with people on social media and I've had bookings via Instagram as a result of that. So I've been showing what Sunnyside Cottage is all about on social media and people have been finding it, particularly on Instagram. And I've had people book in um, from social media, which has been really interesting because, yeah, just just really interesting how people behave, isn't it? Like um, I do have people, I have had quite a few people in my inbox who have then turned into clients, which is which is great. I'm really, really chuffed about Um so I've really enjoyed sharing the journey um, and, yeah, and documenting what's happening at the cottage and documenting what's happening in the area and, you know, just just a little bit about us as well. I've shared about me. I've shared about Patch. Obviously, he's in a lot of the videos because it's his cottage um, and there's not really that much about me. I think I've done a couple of selfies, but that's it. Um, so, yeah, I have put a lot of my personality in there. The other thing I've done as well is talked about um, – you know what I what I believe in, what I stand for as well, which I've really enjoyed doing. Um, the next thing I'm going to talk to you about is we've talked about the PR stuff in the Guardian, which was brilliant. I also want to share with you um, <clears throat> about some work that I've done with bloggers and influencers. So how I've gone about that, I've I've you know I've worked with many people over the years. I'm a blogger myself, and I've worked with lots of pet brands who've worked with bloggers and influencers who've had good experiences, who've had bad experiences. And as a I've got my own pet blog, thepoorpost.co.uk, that's been in the top ten pet blogs for about six years now. Um, so. I feel weird saying I am an influencer, but I, I kind of would be considered an influencer and I am a blogger, obviously. Um, so I know how I work with businesses and I know how it works and what, what I, as a business owner working with a blogger, really need for it to be a successful relationship. So I'm going to share a couple of great um, actually a few great examples of how that's worked so how I went about doing this is I use my current network now you will probably have a current network as well or you'll certainly have people who can introduce you to people if you're thinking of working with bloggers and influencers if you're in my free Facebook community just come and say hi if you go up if you're not there already I'll put the link in the show notes but just go and search for your pet business content your way on Facebook and you'll find us um, and I can obviously chat to you there and maybe introduce you to people in there the people who I approached who I wanted to work with first of all I went to Kate from Dotty Four Paws now Kate has a wonderful pet directory pet business directory and blog now Kate and I have known each other for like seven years now um she's a friend we met when we both had um our late dogs daisy and she had poppy and we became friends we have so much in common and she's a really really good mate we've we've met at crufts we've met at, um small business sunday and yeah kate's just she's just brilliant um now i know how much effort she puts into her 
her, her website and also her directory. She works really, really hard. She is an amazing um, supporter. And if you are looking for a directory to be on, do go and check her out. She's really reasonable um, and she puts in a lot of effort. So with Kate, you know, she lives in Wiltshire and this cottage is in Yorkshire. So it's a five hour drive. I didn't know if she was going to say yes or not, but thank goodness she did. I invited her for a four day complimentary stay and she had a brilliant time with her gorgeous girls, Gertie and Winnie. And she did just amazing, amazing stuff. So she wrote a really brilliant review on a website. I'll link to it in the show notes so you can go and have a read. Just lovely. She called it the most dog-friendly place she'd ever visited, which was music to my ears and just made me so happy. She did amazing things on social media when she was there. So like loads of Instagram stories, um, live posts when she was at the cottage. And then she did loads of great stuff afterwards as well. And I'm recording this like three weeks after she left. And she posted a reel this morning, um, which is a new reel showing the girls having a great time in Robinless Bay. So that's real, real value. Very, very thankful to Kate. And the other thing that she did as well is she included it in her newsletter, which goes out to her email subscribers. So just amazing from Kate. I'm really, really thankful. She said wonderful things. And yeah, it was just a brilliant, brilliant collaboration. So absolutely made up with that with Kate. Um, I also approached Sal, who is Wolf Wag Walk. And I will link to her post in the show notes as well. Sal is a blogger and she is just loads on Instagram. She's brilliant at Instagram. Now, I know Sal because I knew her from when I started my pet blog and we, we've been in touch over the years. Um, so I know her not as well as Kate, but I do know her. And we have met once in real life as well, funnily enough, at Robin Hood's Bay when she was doing another review there, like coming up to about, about five years ago. Anyway. So I approached Sal again. I didn't know if she'd say yes or no, but I did put together a pitch, which I thought I hoped would make it irresistible for her to invite her to go and have a stay whenever she wanted. And she only lives, she lives quite nearby. So she said straight away, yep, love to go. And she went for a two day stay midweek. So she, again, like Kate, she did a really wonderful write-up on her blog. She said it's probably the most dog-friendly cottage in Yorkshire, which made me very happy. She also did some really great stuff on Instagram with her gorgeous girls, Maya and Lucia. She's got two lovely Spaniels. So she did reels, she did um, carousel posts, she did posts on Facebook. She looked at all the different elements of the cottage and showcased them in her photos and in her words. And it was just a really, really brilliant review, really, really worthwhile. So she had a two-day complimentary stay. I would have obviously been happy to give her more, but that was all she was able to have at the time. So that was brilliant. The other thing I've done is I have written about Sunnyside Cottage on my own blog because it's like, why wouldn't I? I've already written about dog-friendly Robin Hood's Bay. I had a post about dog-friendly Robin Hood's Bay from before I had a cottage because I love the place. And that was at the top of Google for that search term. So I thought, well, I updated that post, which is already getting lots of traffic put in all the new links, explained that I had a cottage of my own there and then left the rest of it, to be honest. I did, you know, I do talk about other cottages and then I wrote an extra post about Sunnyside Cottage and Dog Friendly Robin Hood's Bay. So I've got two posts on my own platform which are ranking on Google and are helping me um, in that way as well. And then the other thing that happened is I also had a surprise review um, from a lovely lady, Lynn Taylor from Lynn Taylor Coaching. Lynn's a friend of mine. She's a coach. And she, as soon as I posted about Sunnyside, bless her, she got in touch and said, oh, I'd love to stay. Can I book? She was the first friend to actually book. So thank you, Lynn, if you're listening. 
Lynn wanted to go away for a solo break and just to relax and recharge. She's had a really busy year. She did an amazing presentation at a coaching summit a couple of weeks earlier, which, you know, it was a really, really big thing for her. She's a newly qualified coach like me. And, you know, she definitely deserved a rest after that. So she went and stayed for four days and she wrote about the benefits of solo breaks and lots of things around coaching and um, well-being and it's a really brilliant post but she also linked talked about Sunnyside and she linked to it in her in her blog post so that was wonderful that was a lovely surprise so absolutely made up with Lynn for doing that as well and the other thing is you know as I said at the beginning use your current network and you just don't know what people are going to do do you if you deliver a really good service and you make people happy then you don't know what they're going to do in return I did not expect that from Lynn I was absolutely made up and she's linked to the holiday cottage company as well so that again is helping their visibility on Google now I'm going to share a few thoughts about working with bloggers and influencers now this you know other other advice is available I'm just sharing my thoughts on this topic and how I feel about it you might not agree with me, you, but I'm just sharing the approach that I'm taking with this. So I would only work with people who have websites because I think it's really important that you have that link on Google, sending people to your cottage or your business rather than it being a social media post that can be quite fleeting and the reason for this, well, there's many reasons. I mean, the main one is that social media is fleeting, but you want the value of that gift, that gifted stay. Um, or in your case, it might you might be gifting products or you might be gifting a service or you might actually be paying the blogger. There's nothing wrong with paying bloggers. You know, I know that Kate and Sal will have spent at least a day working on that blog, taking photos. They deserve to be paid for their time. In my situation, it was a gifted break and my gifted breaks are always, even if it's only two days, the value is at least £300. I also put in some extra goodies for my reviewers. Um, and, you know, every guest gets extra goodies anyway, but the reviewers do get, they really do get like a VIP thing. So they, I won't expect people, I wouldn't expect people to, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't write about people for free and I would only expect people to write about me on their website if they were, if they were being given something of value. Now, because I am giving something of value, £300 upwards, that's why I want people to write about me on the website as well as social media, because it's much more valuable than just social media. Now, you might argue that if you've got, a, you know, an Instagrammer with, I don't know, 200,000 followers, then it's really worthwhile having one Instagram post. That's fine if that's how you feel. I understand. But my feeling is I, I want the website content as well. So they are my thoughts. Now, I did a podcast, which I'll link to in the show notes with Vicky Gunn a couple of years ago. She runs Millie's Beach Huts and she shared the same with me. And I really took that away. Um, and I know as a blogger myself, I'm often offered things for, you know, £15 or £40 to write a blog post about. And I'm not able to do that because I can't spend an entire day writing about something for £15 or be paid £40 for a blog post where I'm photographing things and researching and writing and uploading and sending social media posts and sending out to my email subscribers. I just can't do that. So I think if you're giving away something which is of significant value, it's okay to ask for that blog post. I've banged on about this enough. My feeling is that social media alone is too fleeting 
um, for something of that value. And like I say, as a blogger, I wouldn't expect to be given a free stay or anything of significant value, I'd say over £200, in return for a social media post. When I've worked with other dog-friendly companies, when I've worked with like, I worked with Vax Vacuum, I worked with Petplan, I was either paid for the post or I was given a product um, to the value of, you know, £250 upwards. So, that is my thoughts on um, working with bloggers and influencers. We talked about PR, we've talked about um, bloggers and influencers. Now I'm going to talk about the lessons that I've learned so far. So the first one I'm going to share with you is just go for it. Be you and don't care what other people think. You know, do it your way. I've got this holiday cottage. The world and his wife were saying, oh, why are you doing it like that? Oh, you're going to push people away. Oh, people won't like the smell of dogs. Oh, you've gone too much on the dogs. Why are you wasting all that money? Blah, blah, blah. But actually, like people outside of what you do, they'll always question what you do and think you're mad. But, you know, just do it your way. So, you know, if you if you want to spend loads of money on dog paraphernalia if you hold a cottage and go all in for the dogs like I have then just blooming do it um another important thing that I've learned is to share what I stand for and what I believe in um so I've talked about the dog friendly element quite a lot and I talk about that quite a lot on social media and I have an opinion on it I feel that dog friend you can't say you're dog friendly and then have rules everywhere that's you know dog tolerant we are dog welcoming in fact we're dog red carpet so I share that quite a lot I share what I stand for and what I believe in um, I will post and I posted on Instagram about how you know the reason why we're so dog friendly is because I don't want you know when, when my dog goes on holiday I don't want them to think they've been naughty or they've done something wrong because they're not allowed on the sofa or to be telling them off or running around with a hoover all the time I just want it to be like a home from home so so do 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 that um Another thing I would say is not to make assumptions. Um, I thought that it would all be doggy guests and we've actually had some really lovely non-doggy guests. I do change things up a little bit for the non-doggy guests. Um, we have like different throws and different covers for the beds, got different cushions for the living room, which don't have all the dog stuff on and all the doggy stuff gets packed away. Um, so don't just assume that you, you know, you're only going to attract one, one group of people. The other thing like, the other thing that's happened is I had the lovely booking from Lynn, um, which, you know, was a really lovely surprise. The other thing that's happened is like my dad, one of my dad, my dad died like seven years ago now, but his business partner, Howard, um, he's booked in. Now, he sent me, we met, uh, we actually met at my uncle Steve's funeral um, in June and he was chatting about the cottage then and he said, oh, you know, I'd love to come along. And I thought, he probably doesn't mean it because he's, he's very wealthy and he's also about six foot five and my cottage is tiny um but anyway he's booked in so like I you know I thought oh he's not going to want to come and stay but he did which was lovely um another thing um another lesson I've learned is people who value what you do will find you that's been really interesting on Instagram particularly having lots of lovely conversations in the inbox um with people who who just really love what we're all about. Um, another really important lesson, which I think I probably stressed quite a lot here, is to value the people who support you. I've talked about Sam and Sean quite a lot on this podcast, but they're just brilliant. And we really, really value them. Um, I'm so thankful for the support that they give. I also really value the support of the other businesses in the village as well. Um, and yeah, you know, we want to pay it forward and recommend one another and champion one another. So value the people who support you. Um, 
And another thing that I'm doing at the moment is I'm doing my forward planning. So we're really lucky. Um, we are pretty busy. We've got August pretty much booked up. We've got one one last four day break to fill. Um, July is full. September is full, and October is looking good. November and December need a bit of work but I'm going to be working on um, Christmas so I'm recording this in July and I'm already in conversation with the lovely Kim from Leo Charlie and me who's going to be I hope making me something nice for Christmas um, so yeah forward plan I do this with all of my content anyway but I'm now doing it with um, the cottage which is which is great and it's exciting and yeah just loving it and then finally measure so measure how things are working we've been open for bookings for just under two months and I haven't really got anything to measure it on because you know we can't really see the figures from the cottage last year all I know is you know what I'm doing right now and I will be obviously this time next year I'll be able to measure against this year um as I said August and September are full um October is busy uh and November is getting there and December um is getting there as well as I said I can only measure against the information I've got from the estate agents on what um what the cottage made last year because the estate agent shared that with with us as well um but you know i'm, I'm checking in and measuring things every month and and tracking things um and what i will be doing is coming back on this podcast with little updates about what's working and what isn't because i hope it's going to be valuable for you as well so i'm just going to wrap things up with a few things to remember when it comes to putting your business out there whether you've got a cottage whether you have got a product whatever it is that you do um, i'm just going to share a few things to remember and a few lessons as i said i already, already shared a few lessons but i'm going to just share a few things um, for you to remember as well um, one is that good things take time everything isn't going to happen right away so you know give yourself that time and remember that Things that are worthwhile are worth working hard on and taking your time over. On that theme, I say this is definitely do as I say, not as I do. Be patient. I'm the least patient person ever, but be patient. Celebrate what you've achieved, not what you've yet to accomplish. So, for example, I've been flapping, looking at the diary for August, thinking, what can I do to fill it? Actually, I should just be celebrating that we've do, we're doing so well. Then try new things and don't be afraid to be you. Some are going to work, some of them won't. And then the final thing I was going to say is to get really excited about your thing. It's infectious. People will pick up on your excitement and they will be with you for the ride and enjoy it with you. So I really hope you found that episode helpful. And as I said, I'll keep you updated. And if you do want to go to Sunnyside, um, then I will put the link to the cottage in the show notes. And do come and follow us on social media. We are at Sunnyside Cottage RHB on Instagram and Facebook it'd be great to um, see you there and if yeah if you are looking for a very dog-friendly cottage then we'd love to welcome you through the doors I will pop the link for the articles with Kate with Sal from Wolf Wide Walk uh, the article from The Guardian the blog that Lynn very kindly wrote, uh, my own blog, my own pet business directory, because I've got a listing for the cottage on there. I'll also link to the podcast interview that I did with Vicky Gunn, which has got loads of really helpful information, and also the um, the stats that I shared with you about the lifetime of social media posts, in case you want to go and have a look at that. So, hope you've enjoyed that episode. If you'd like to carry on the conversation, or if you'd like to just chat about, sorry about Pat shaking there, if you'd like to just chat about 
raising the profile of your pet business and getting your pet business noticed your way, I would love to invite you to come and join my Facebook group, the Your Pet Business Content Your Way community. So it's a community of like-minded pet professionals where you can connect with other people in, in the industry, including Kate from Dotty Four Paws and Kerry, the photographer. You can find collaboration opportunities, celebrate your achievements. Every week, we've got threads for accountability. People share their success stories. There's a chance to share content you're really proud of. And I will pop the link to the group in the show notes. It'd be really brilliant to see you there. So I will let you go for now and I will see you next week with another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you soon.